0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Idaho Catholic Podcast. Um, I'm your host for this evening, John Allen. Um, You know, this time of Lent, um, we're preparing ourselves for Easter. Um, Over the past couple of years, I've had the privilege and the opportunity to help out with the RCIA program. Uh, RCIA, for those of you who don't. Uh, remember what that is or know what that is. It stands for the Rite of Christian Initiation for Adults. So this is the formal program that uh, the church uses to instruct, guide, and educate adults um, whom we call catechumens. Um, So we guide them uh, to admission into the church uh, to be initiated and receive uh, those sacraments of initiation which uh, depending upon their situation may include baptism, uh, but definitely confirmation and eventually um, Holy Eucharist at, at the Easter Vigil. So there, there are several rites and uh, scrutinies that they, along with classes that they attend, uh, that the catechumens uh, will go through. But this week we celebrated uh, the rite of the elect. Um, and so during this rite, this is this is the uh, individual parishes uh, recognizing the catechumens who have expressed interest in coming into the church and uh, in a very real way the parish is nominating them to the bishop uh, for inclusion in the church and so our bishop yesterday our, our Bishop uh, Bishop Peter Christensen, uh, came to visit and, uh, and presided over the right of the elect. Um, and it's my understanding that he had a real whirlwind tour of Idaho, which, while the population is pretty low, it, geographically it's quite large, and, and as far as I understand it, he uh, was as far north as Lewiston, and then coming back this way, and uh, so we're the last stop of the day. I can't imagine how exhausted he must have been at that point in the day. But I remember, I distinctly remember him mentioning that there's, uh, there's over 500 catechumens that are, um, on, um, you know, on, uh, route to, to becoming Catholic this year. And so it was a real testament, testament to me that, uh, well, I understand he he must have been so busy throughout the day and and physically exhausted by this point in time. Um, you know, to his credit, he didn't rush a single thing. Um, it was, you know, uh, well, um, well exercised, well paced. Uh, he didn't <laughs> didn't rush a, anything at all. Um, spent a lot of time during the rite actually meeting and greeting each one of the catechumens and their sponsors um so it, to me it was just uh it was humbling to see how much he was giving of himself um and it was very apparent that you could tell he recognized um how important uh, a rite this is um I oh, would I'd like to share that, you know, these catechumens, these are adults, so I myself am a convert to the faith. So making a a a conscious decision to come into the Catholic faith, um, you know, there there can be a lot of barriers to coming in, including um you know, being ostracized by your family, um, you know, and all sorts of other things out there that uh that can be barriers to to you know making that decision but uh, you know for adults i mean this is uh uh you know for for cradle catholics this is this should be a point of uh of renewal for for you in recognizing that uh, that others see the value of the catholic faith and that are making the conscious physical effort of of making that commitment and coming in so, um, you know, at this point in time, uh, with, with the rites and and whatnot, um, this is a way for, uh, as I said, the uh, the parishes to actually recommend and and uh, submit these folks to the bishop. That uh, you know these these folks are are truly on task and and ready to go uh, to come in. Um, so anyway, just really impressed by by the whole process. Um, but honestly, I also have to share, too, that, uh, you know, for me personally, it had been, all, and I know a lot of other people, too, it had been a really long day for me already. This week has just been crazy with, uh, with kids and their school, and, uh, you know, this is the week just before spring break, so we got tests and we got concerts and all sorts of things that are happening. So this week has just been absolutely haywire. So personally, sitting there and uh, through the right, I, I I have to be honest. Um, you know, there were a time or two that I found myself going, come on, guys, can we pick this up? Can we move a little bit quicker? Come on, you know, what? <laughs> it's been a long day. I'm tired. I need to get home, need to feed the family, those sorts of things. Um... So while I recognized the importance of what was going on I also recognized you know my humanness my weakness of uh let's push this through come on people let's get this done and I I just reflected on that uh in a bit of humor and humility especially considering the uh the reading the gospel reading that uh bishop uh, Peter had chosen for the uh right of the elect which was the um the parable of the prodigal prodigal son um and he he really did a great job of uh not only did we read that which I I won't uh I won't go through that now but you know it's it's a very well-known verse and and so I I just want to highlight um some of the roles that uh not only that Bishop Peter mentioned, but the roles that I started reflecting on and sitting through that process and recognizing um, how much that, uh, that parable reflects us uh, in our everyday life, just absolutely practically. Um, Bishop Peter had mentioned, you know, once we had talked about it, I, I remember one point he had asked us, Um. So this, you know, Jesus is telling this parable to uh, not only to his uh, disciples, but he's also telling it to um, you know some of the Pharisees and and others that were there. And so he asked, "Who do you think, um, you know, got the biggest bang out out of this? Who who do you think felt really good about hearing this this uh, prodigal son?" Uh, parable, and, and the answer is sinners. You know, obviously, as the the uh, youngest son, um, who, oh gosh, I mean, think of it. The youngest son asks his father for his inheritance, and I know this uh, this has been covered in other places, but sometimes we forget this part of it. That, uh, let me ask you. When do you receive an inheritance? It's upon the death of someone, right? It's not something that you get prior to their death. So that that young son, in effect, is telling his father, I wish you were dead. You know, you're dead to me. That's how much you mean to me. And how wounding that that is... Um, you know, as a young man, I understand that aspect, you know, hey, I'm young, give me my money so I can go out and have some fun, you know, and and uh, so I, I get that too, but uh, gosh, the impact that, that that can have on others, but, uh, you know, recognizing throughout the parable, you know, the, the end game of, of the parable is that the father, you know, so uh, loving of this son, the son who he knew was lost and now he's found. And as a father myself, the joy, I, I could put myself right in that, uh, right in that role of, of being the father. And, and so not only, you know, a couple of years ago being, um, you know, a catechumen myself, recognizing myself in, um, you know, in the role of that youngest son, in the prodigal son. And, uh, you know, really asking myself, honestly, could God really forgive me for all of the the hurtful, hateful things that I've done in my life? Can He really do that? And, uh, you know, recognizing at some point in time that, uh, you know, by asking that question, I'm limiting God. <laughs> so, you know, how, how hilarious that is but uh but recognizing god's true love the deepness of love and commitment he has for me and it's such a touching uh a, a touching viewpoint of the parable but i also see myself as a father you know a, an actual father or a parent uh and recognizing the the joy of seeing that son returning uh son or daughter returning and that I would likewise, uh, would very quickly forget any, any angst or, or uh, you know, anger I had towards my child that, that they were safe and they were home. Um, similarly, uh, you know, we have the older son. And uh, again, honestly, I need to speak too in that, uh, you know, in my short time is, uh, you know, coming into the faith... Um, you know, there have been times that I've caught myself, you know, looking at others that uh, that I see maybe are that I view are quote unquote more fortunate than me, or maybe they're getting more than I do, <laughs> and that that silly um, silly thought in your head of, uh, of you know your stinginess, the um, of uh gosh, you know, I've been doing all these right things. How come I'm not being treated um, you know, special? Um and and again, you know, <laughs> I can see myself also as as a father and looking at my my own children and, and there've been times that I've probably said those exact same words uh, you know, to my children of um, you know, <laughs> Hey, it's you're. You've always got my love. You've always got everything of mine. I've never withheld anything from you, and uh, you know, I I love you deeply and, and completely and and all things and and so that uh, you know that stinginess uh, you know is, is misplaced uh, and recognize the the love that I have for you, but. There is another point, too, that I recognized, and I think, uh, you know, being a parent uh, has helped me realize that there's another role that's really important for me to consider, too, and that is the role of the father. So, as I mentioned earlier, you know, being the father and recognizing the young son coming back, and also my relationship with the older son and and how to deal with those sorts of issues um but then i was thinking also gosh you know i'm called to be this father to my children and to others in in the community and so have i truly been that father who welcomes and and comes running for that that lost that one lost person have i have I been all that I can be to the older son who is is there by my side uh, is always uh always giving uh always obedient uh has never asked for anything and one of my takeaways from that is is i could I could really learn not only as being the the older son and, uh, you know, kind of getting over myself. Um, but I also learned probably from the perspective of, of that son that, um, you know, perhaps that love hadn't been communicated strong enough that, that acceptance and that embrace from the father that, uh, Maybe it was something that was overlooked. You know, it's not really discussed in the parable. But as the father, I can definitely see a weakness in my own behalf of really communicating my love, um, my continued love and respect for my children, for those in my community around me, to really reach out and... uh, and communicate how much these folks mean to me, how much I depend upon them. I need to communicate and express my love in a greater way. And so not only did I find myself in in the moment of... uh, the right of the elect last night, and, and looking at recognizing the catechumens as the the lost sons and daughters, um, and then that call to the elder sons and daughters that uh, you know within our parish of you know getting over ourselves, being really supportive and prayerful of those who are struggling to come in. To our faith, to communicate, um, you know, at that same level, our love and our admiration for one another, and then also as uh, you know, as a parent, as a father figure, to try to go out of my way, in a in a much broader sense, of reaching out to those around me, and. In that fatherly way, expressing my love and devotion for others. That other people really matter to me, how much they matter to me, and how how I failed in that regard. Um, you know, our failings are always in things that we have failed to do, and it also comes in terms of our ignorance. So that was just a thought from uh, the right of the elect that I experienced the other day. And um, I'm hopeful that, that maybe this insight, maybe talking through this parable, is uh, from maybe a little bit different perspective and, and insight is helpful for others. And uh, I just uh, wanted to share that with everyone. Um I want to wish you the most happily and blessed Lent um, that uh, wish you the closeness to God and to those around you um, to always strive to be more than just uh, who we are, that, uh, that we attempt to be perfect as our Father is perfect. And just in closing, it's really difficult to do that on your own. make sure to reach out to others. Um, We are not islands. We are not alone. Um, It's our patron saint of Idaho Catholic Podcast, St. Simon of Cyrene. Pray for us. And I wish you a beautiful, wonderful evening and uh, wish you all the best. God bless.